You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. <laughs> It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. It should be called Dad Session after that last segment. (laughs) Listen, sonny. Listen, kids. I'll By the way, you. let's go to the cafeteria. Friday night, when my buddy fell asleep, who I was talking about in the last segment, I took pictures of him with about 10 different Snapchat filters and put them all on Twitter. <laughs> so you can see Did those. you really? Oh, yeah, it's okay, at, I'll... at Rami is tweeting. Okay. So if you want to see Rami just savage one of his longtime, lifelong friends. I did take a poll before I put the pictures out and asked if I should do it, and it was overwhelmingly yes. Yes, so, of course. Who's going to say no? Yeah, Twitter's not, not the moral police score. <laughs> so... All right, Jonathan Harrison is uh, out today. So Lindsey Brown is our not only our navigator, but also must form herself into a corrupt navigator of cram session because usually Jonathan awards points based on how much people suck up to him. So see, I, th- I don't see. think I Lindsay mean, will be unfair and corrupt. I think she will be very fair. I guess and, we'll find uh, out. That's a very high bar that right I'm sure I will not meet. But <laughs> I do have our first question here. Earlier, we were talking about all of the all stars and the Twins roster that could be. I don't know, winning all, getting all this money, getting into that all-star game. My first question to you guys is, who is the most underappreciated Twins player thus far this season? Uh, it took me about two seconds to think for a name on this question, and I came up with a guy who's only hitting 245 right now, six home runs and 19 RBIs in 50 games, and that is Marwin Gonzalez. So, uh, side in spring training, he has not gotten hot at the plate yet. But I'm looking at his game logs right now, okay? When uh, Sano was hurt, he played third base. He's played 34 games and started 31 at third base. He's played first base. He's played left field. He's played right field for the first time starting there in his entire life. And a week ago, Friday, I believe it was, against the White Sox, made a fantastic catch. He has played a game at shortstop and DH'd. He is the ultimate professional. And, And to have a guy who you can use on a regular basis at that many positions, all of which he's pretty good at, is super impressive. You know, if if you look, this team has definitely had a a plethora of guys that they brought in and unlike a year ago have worked out well. Gonzalez, uh, to me, because he hasn't hit that well, has flown below the radar to a certain degree. But I think his value is immense. And, And also, he's won a championship before. He's a very accountable guy. He is the plus type of player that this franchise lacked in 2018. All right, so it's underappreciated, right, Lindsay? That's the the phrase here, underappreciated. So it's got to be a player that is performing either at a higher level than is being talked about or who's doing something maybe under the radar that we aren't recognizing nearly enough. And I'm going to say Max Kepler because... Max Kepler's on pace for a 30-home run, 100-RBI, 100-run scored season, and is having a a breakout in front of our eyes 
And if you remember the talk about Max Kepler three or four months ago was, man, he hasn't lived up to it quite yet. He just signed kind of a lowball contract offer. I mean, like not lowball based on his previous performance, but the Twins were trying to buy low on Max Kepler, and he kind of agreed and said, "All right, well, whatever." Like it's life changing money. And now, if you had to go back to the negotiating table with Max Kepler or Jorge Polanco, based on what they've done so far this season, the Twins would be paying a lot more than fifty million dollars over seven years or whatever it is. So, I think the fact that Max Kepler has been leading off on a regular basis. Uh, he doesn't strike out very often, and he hits for power all over the place. And he's probably like the seventh guy you talk about when you think of, all right, lineup, impactful, go. You think, well, Buxton, Speed, uh, Nelson Cruz before he got hurt, Miguel Sano came back with a splash, and then there's like MVP candidates over here in Eddie Rosario, right? And then you get to Max Kepler, but really Max Kepler might be one of their three or four most valuable position players so far this year. I really thought the way you started describing Max Kepler that you were going with my guy, which is C.J. Crone. Who, when I think I think when the Twins claimed him off of waivers, a lot of Twins fans were like, "Okay, he hit thirty home runs last year for the Rays, but eh, what else are we going to do at first base? Or maybe there's some place if this team is contending that we can improve come the trade deadline." I don't think anybody looked at C.J. Crone at first base and thought, "Well, solved that position, got mm-hmm. Joe Maurer's replacement," and this is a guy who came in with some pretty. Impressive offensive numbers when you look at last year. Had 30 home runs, 74 RBI, OPS of 816, uh, slugged 493 last year. And this year he comes in and outdoes all of that. He's on pace for probably close to 40 home runs, over 100 RBI, on base percentage of 340, OPS of 873. And on top of all that, something that I don't think anybody really knew they were getting in C.J. Crone, you thought, okay, maybe he can hit. If you were the most optimistic C.J. Crone backer, you thought he can hit. Dude has provided like borderline gold glove defense over at first base and is is saving his shortstop and his third baseman, whoever that is on a given day, errors almost every other game. C.J. Crone has, I think, exceeded expectations more than maybe anybody else on this roster. Yeah, he's been very, uh, I would argue he's been very clutch as well. So yeah. there is there is a stat measured in baseball called win probability added that takes your team's percent chance to win the game at any given point. And you come up to the plate, and whatever happens after you're at bat, what's the next, like, what's the new percentage? So if Judd comes up to the plate and the Twins have a 10% chance to win the game because there's two outs and there's a runner on first and they're down by a run or whatever in the ninth and Judd hits a home run and they win the game, you go from a 10% chance to a 100% chance, you gain 90 points, right? Like, they, they track that in baseball. And C.J. Crone is fifth on the team behind Jorge Polanco, Eddie Rosario, Nelson Cruz, Byron. You're Boston. helping him. Thanks Why are you so. helping Rami? Because he knows I'm this right. This is a competition. Very good. I mean, he's been very good so far. All right, Lindsay gets to award a point now. Point one goes to the Judley. Oh wow! Okay, the Judley. Because yeah. I, I I haven't watched as much baseball as you guys have, obviously. But I've I've been in and out, and when I've watched and and from what I've kind of read around is that the Marwin Gonzalez character I think is a big part of the team, and that isn't appreciated. And you guys, yeah, Phil and Rami, you guys made great points, but. I like Marwin mainly because his name is Marwin. But. He's got a great name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She is corrupt. <laughs> she is corrupt. We he just found out. Cool so I like Marwin because his name's Marlon. He, so- he sounds like a like a like a like a wizard or the something. The disgust on Rami's face was just fantastic, by the way. Darn it. He got it. this look. I thought of, I buttered her up by saying she wouldn't well, be as Mackie, corrupt as Jonathan. Phil tried to help you out with a CJ Crow. I know. Two of us made a case it for CJ. Swayed my decision, Thank if you. anything. All right, question number two. If you could trade away any Minnesota sports franchise. Which one would it be? Who would it be for and why? 
Do colleges count? Can we trade colleges? I'll allow it. Can I trade my all? I'm going to trade my alma mater, the University of Minnesota, for the Wisconsin Badgers, and 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 the last 20 years of Wisconsin Badgers success. And I'm going to hope that that carries carries over. And I'm I'm just I'm done with all these players transferring from PJ Fleck. I'm done with Amir Coffey thinking he's a bleeping NBA player right yeah, now. Yeah, was not. Yeah. Like, dude, you're not a first round pick. You're going to go play in Europe. He's but not I guess gonna get it's drafted, cool. Phil. Yeah, he's lucky if he's like the last guy drafted in the second round. Yes. But project there's no projections that really say he's a second round pick. So he's just leaving the program to go play in Europe a year earlier than expected. And you know what? If that makes you an extra, you know, if you want to make 70 grand playing for Italy or something, that's fine. But I'm just kind of sick of momentum gets built and then players start leaving again and they can't build anything. So I'm, Lindsay's giving me the opportunity in this cram session question to trade my alma mater, the Gophers, to Wisconsin, and I will take... Barry Alvarez and company. Oh my. All right. I will trade the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm going to do it. See, I'm going to make my trade realistic. It has to be another franchise in turmoil, does it not? Does it? Like, no. Nobody's, nobody's There's no give, parameters on that question. I, I, I no. said no such parameters. I'm just saying yeah. nobody's giving you. Are you making up the rules now? If I can just trade, I if point. I can just trade the Wolves <laughs> for the Golden State Warriors, like let's yeah. do it today. But that's I thought of that. It's way too easy. Give yeah. me. I'll trade the Wolves for another struggling, fledgling franchise in the L.A. Lakers. Oh, boy. give me that! Give well, me LeBron. I think you just cost yourself. Give me LeBron as a starting point. I have the the panache of the Los Angeles Lakers and the word. history. The, that what comes kind of with panache that? do they really have? Anymore? Magic Johnson. Oh, so much panache. The Showtime Lakers. Pat Riley. I mean, they have panache. They have history. Give me LeBron. I mean, who else do you want to start an organization around than LeBron James? Carl Anthony Towns? Mm, give me LeBron. Zion. At, at this point in time? Give me LeBron. You would not start a franchise. You you, the- you, LeBron's the number one player you'd start a Am franchise Am I trying to right win now? now? Yes. Give me LeBron. I'll take Towns. Okay. How many games did LeBron play last year? Uh, what are you? He missed 17, yeah. so let me do some quick math. He played 55. Well, he coasted through another 20 with... True, yeah. Wow. Groin injury. I didn't see that coming. Really. Wolves for Lakers. Give me LeBron. I know Judge trading the Wilds. So now we that just was, need to find out who he's trading them for. No, I didn't like that. Um, no, I'm not. I didn't like that. No, I'm not. I am trading the Vikings for the Chiefs. What? And here's why. If I if I make that trade, I've got a good coach in Reed, but just or, or more importantly, I've also solved the quarterback conundrum that has existed in this town for how many years now? Because if I make the trade right now. I have Mahomes, theoretically, if he stays healthy for, let's say, an 8- to 10-year run, I'm in great, great shape. So I am solving the issues of Vikings fans by getting you a quarterback that you have been starved for for years and years and a good offensive-minded head coach by trading the Vikings for the Kansas City Chiefs. I know it sounds odd, but think about it. I just got you a quarterback. We just landed ourselves LeBron James, Pat Mahomes, and Barry Alvarez. And the Badgers. Okay. (laughs) Whoa. And boring (laughs) basketball. But winning actually, basketball winning. for the most part. Actually, it's not as bad now. It's not as bad yeah. Okay. Phil, I, I can't deal with Wisconsin. I don't want their people. I don't want that. I don't want it over here. So that's going to, even though the University of Minnesota has sure. its problems, I would much rather have that than be a Badger, just saying. And then two months ago, Rami, I think I would have been with you on the Lakers thing. And it's not even because of Magic Johnson or it just completely going down the tube there. It's literally because of the protests that those 15-year-olds had about a month ago outside the Staples Center. And I was just like, they, a kid had a Minneapolis Lakers jersey. And I'm like, it's, I, can't, I can't support this anymore. So not nepotism, I swear.
Judd, you get another point. Wow. Isn't I she swear. the co-host of the Judd Zolgad hockey show? <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like you and I just are being ganged up on right Absolutely. now. A bunch of Pick hockey. better answers. Bunch of hockey goons over here. Jonathan, you know, did an, a nice job, but I, I think the change... Permanent. <laughs> Permanent? Wow. At least on Mondays, for sure. Wow. The change on it on the uh, cram session, any day we do it, I think the change now becomes right, permanent. Make sure we tell Judge, Judge Jonathan that when he's back on the bench. Yeah. yeah. That'll oh, be good. And now oh, for yeah, the ceremonial third point here. Can Judd get the sweep is the question. The third point. Okay. Now, this will be non-sports related. What is your most scarring memory in a social situation from middle school slash junior high? That's a great question. Thank you. It's a really good one. And yeah. the way that all of us have turned out, there's many. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I had to go through at least three or four. I had a Rolodex. Yeah. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Can you explain for the millennials what a Rolodex is? I know what it is. It's like, uh, you know how you have a list of phone numbers in your phone? Mm-hmm. There's like a physical one of those on a Ooh. circular contraption. Yeah, it was great. And you don't like yeah. leaf through it. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. You want me to lead this thing sure off? Turn. All right. Uh, I believe it was eighth grade. I'm attending the school basketball game. Huge crush on one of the cheerleaders, Mandy Schumann. I'll give her first and last name. Mandy Schumann. Huge crush on Mandy Schumann. Right? Rami just did the call me sign. I don't yeah. know what that means. <laughs> hey, man. hey, Mandy. No. I uh, looked her up on Facebook a while back and no. Um, oh, my God. Anyways, probably not much. Anyways, <laughs> I uh I'm at the basketball game. You know, cheerleaders they they have like the fold out wooden bleachers, like you do at any middle school or junior high or whatever. Sure. So the cheerleaders are in the front row. I'm sitting somewhere up in, in the bleachers and uh I'm like okay, me and some buddies, I don't know, we were like going to the concession stand or something, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm going to like, I don't know what I thought I was going to do because I'm the most socially awkward person in the world, especially when it comes to uh, interactions with the fair sex. I I was going to like wave or wink or like make some kind of move or something. And just as I passed her, I uh, stepped in a puddle of water or sweat or something and suffered the most cartoonish fall (laughs) that you've ever witnessed in your life. Like just slipped, feet went up in the air, head went down to the ground. I think the game stopped. I think they actually stopped the game. Did they stretcher you off? <laughs> no. Did they stretcher you out? No, I got up and hey, ran the fat off. Kid fell. <laughs> Again? Yeah, Bob, get the stretcher. I really think they might have stopped the game because the fall was was that noticeable. I'm having oh. palpitations. You're an eighth grade kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, so, assuming that the, uh, the relationship didn't quite take no, off the way that no, you were hoping for. Mm-mm, okay. No. That's fair enough. Do we think she laughed? I'm, oh, I'm sure a lot of people laughed, yeah. That's the worst. That yeah. didn't follow you at all, did it? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Never does. Uh-uh. Um, so, my story... Like the thud? The thud of my body <laughs> hitting, were you? hitting that wood floor was like... I was probably... This was 8th grade, so I was probably like 180, 200, but like 5'6". Like, I was a big boy, and just the thud of that fall was... Just brutal. Let's do this. Why don't you grab grab that hotline, Lindsay? Let's carry over the other two stories and see if Judd can get a sweep here in cram session. I don't think I because can top. No, I don't think I can top that. <laughs> what Ronnie did was artistic. It was artful. <laughs>
So we'll uh we'll we'll do that on the other side of the break here. But uh, we got our guy Josh on the line here, Judge. Exactly. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business? Visit Federated insurance.com to find your local representative federated mutual insurance company it's our business to protect yours all right let's take another look at the traffic situation around the cities here it looks like there are quite a few crashes littering all over the metro area a couple crashes on 35e northbound book ending st paul in the north and south sides of the city uh, i-694 eastbound also has a crash just south of white bear lake as well as your uh, typical areas on your 94. A couple of crashes there, eastbound, westbound, as well as Minnesota, 36 east, going towards Stillwater. Uh, the Town Ball Classic is Saturday, June 22nd at Target, filled with three great Town Ball matchups. See all three games for just $10, all while benefiting the Twins Community Fund. For tickets and more information, visit scorenorth.com, keyword Town Ball. All right, thank you, Lindsay. It is Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel season officially, but neither one of them have signed yet as of right now. So today is the day where those guys can sign, and teams that sign them don't have to give up draft picks, which is what everyone was waiting for. And so now it just comes down to where are they going to sign, and we will keep you posted if that happens at all today. Otherwise, you can always find our five-day-a-week Score North Twin Show at noon every single day on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Uh, so, so we're completing cram session here. Ask the question one more time, yes, Lindsay. Rami reset. already gave his his embarrassing story. Well, after Rami detailed him uh, falling, was it down the stairs or was it on the floor? No, it was right on the sideline. Right on the sideline. Um, we are reliving some childhood trauma and uh, kind of detailing this most scarring memory that you guys experienced in a social situation in middle school or junior high. Hmm. All right, so. Kind of a similar uh, theme to the story here it revolves around a huge crush and an embarrassing moment, <laughs> a moment gone name? wrong for me. <laughs> so, and since we're naming names, Tara Wamba was the the gal that I had a huge crush on. I think she lives in like Australia now for the last, or New Zealand or something. She like lives halfway she across moved the that world. far away from you, huh? So she's probably not also this. did the Facebook stalking thing. Okay, so I'm not. But she I'm moved like ten years ago when Facebook no, was who new. Doesn't do that. So, um, so I had I had a huge crush on her. And we were we were f- like friend zone for probably a year or two. Okay. And my goal was to go from friend zone to the go zone, the boyfriend zone, whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. The, the take her to a dance. Never happens. Maybe get a smooch zone. Once you're right? friend zone, you're friend zone. Go zone. There's no. So I thought, all right, how can I get creative here? Like, how can I show? Listen, I really like you, and I want I want some sort of gesture. That shows my like for you. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys have ever been to, I think I've told Judd this story, which is why he's smirking. So there's these, there's these <laughs> shops inside malls around this the is, Twin Cities. Yeah. This gets so creepy. They are. <laughs> Seriously, it's really creepy. They, they got these build a bear shops, oh, right? Oh, God. Oh, my God. So, I know. <laughs> put the heart in your bear. Your bear will love you forever. Oh, God, no. So not only, you know, like, not only did I think, oh, I'll get her a Build-A-Bear, it'll be great, and and then we're going to go to the dance together or whatever the timing right. was. Right, mm-hmm. sure. So yeah. she, was, she yeah. was on the hockey team. She played hockey. Great taste. 
And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I got her a hockey Hockey playing Build-A-Bear with her jersey number and like her uniform colors and everything. So it's like her in a -A Build-A-Bear, right? Uh Uh-huh. And so I had this custom-made Build-A-Bear and I brought it over to her house and I and I and I think I wrapped it in like a bag and stuff. Dude, I'm uncomfortable I, right now. I, I know you delivered were there for this. this is like Norman Bates <laughs> trying to date you. And I delivered wow. her this build a bear. And oh I like God. with this look on my face, like, see? Look at what, what I did. Look, what I did. <laughs> and she opens it and she goes, Oh <laughs> that's so nice of you. With no eye, no eye contact at all whatsoever. <laughs> you were never going to leave the friend zone before that, and after that, you were probably excommunicated from the friend zone. It, it, oh I don't remember the full details after oh. this. I just remember it was wild. It was wildly uncomfortable for like twenty or thirty minutes, and I just left. You stood there with the bear. Were you well, sitting no, she, in her house? Yeah, we were sitting in her house. Oh my god! Yeah. I can just feel. Oh I can god. feel. I can. What number was she? What number was she in hockey? I I couldn't tell you. Darn it! Because yeah, I sure can tell can. if she's a good or bad person based on her number selection. I can tell you that right now. Oh my God. I'm so if I, sorry. If I could tell you, would that make it creepier? Yes. yes maybe. Yes, but at I this think point, you know. I think you're not telling us. We've crossed the line already. We might as well go all I in. don't remember the number. The Build-A-Bear but, uh, concept just on its face is creepy. It really I made is. one of those once. Yeah. And I put two hearts in it. Yeah, exactly. For put quintuple or yeah, the, whatever. That might be worse than mine. That might be worse no. than mine. The well, fact wait. that you were fat too. <laughs> Makes yours funny. If you were skinny and fell, I don't think it's as funny. Because oh you can God. hear that thud, right? Yes. Dude, you can hear so that mean. thud of the fat kid going head over heels after he slipped in a puddle of I, I sweat feel, of somebody athletic yes. in front of his crush, in front yes. of his eighth grade crush. You didn't brush the bear's hair before you brought it over, did you, Phil? No, I just combed it a little bit. Just, it, just combed it a little you're bit. You're very pretty yeah. bear. What did you're this cost you? Wow. Do you remember what this cost you? Surprisingly, because I mean, I was in high school, so it was allowance money. So it couldn't have cost that much. I don't remember what it cost, but it couldn't. It couldn't have cost that much. I, I, it's possible I may have asked my parents to like front me a twenty dollar oh, bill wow. or something. But I'm yeah, sorry that happened to you. That's traumatic. It was. Uh, it was not good. All right, Judd. All right. So do do you want a a story from the time frame that you're talking about, or or my worst crush story? Because that actually ha- happened in high school. I want shock value, so I don't care what age it is with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So last week. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks ago, and now I, so I came home with a build a bear for the wife. <laughs> a bracelet on my ankle, and uh, uh, no, I was a senior a senior in high school, and I was covering the Minnetonka high school hockey team for the. Sailor newspaper, mm-hmm. and they they had a a uh, cheerleader by the name of Michelle Shannon, who I had a massive crush on. Okay, and so like I had my friend deliver her flowers with with just this sappy, you know, thank you for being you, blah blah blah. And she called me. Thank you for being you. Yeah, it was awful. It's okay. it, but it gets worse. So <laughs> the sk- so the skippers are playing at Minnetonka Ice Arena back in the day, and I stick around to talk to her. After the game. And so we're talking and she's like, and I'm like, yeah, I'd really like to go out with you, you know? And, and she's like, oh yeah, that'd be fine. And I said, so what's your schedule like? And she looks me in the eye and goes, I'm busy for the next four weeks. <laughs> to which, devastation. to which my response was, well, that's a month. We'll see you later. It was, wow. 
It was pretty crushing. Wow. It was a pretty... But but I'm almost 50 now, and it's turned into a great story. Really because is. I love the fact that she didn't say, I'm just, you know, buzz off. I'm busy for the next month. She said the next four weeks. <laughs> Did she check amazing. her watch before she said it? She too? might as well have. Yeah. Oh, my her God. Her Rolodex day planner. She might as well have pulled it out and been like, listen, you loser. I ain't going out with you. Oh. The next four weeks. Yeah, she was busy for the next four weeks. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I wish she had had a buzzer just like that to buzz me, and then I could have just gone and done my own thing. Oh my god! Oh, I don't so even anyway. know how I pick out of this because I, I mean, be the the real winners are the listeners. To be totally honest, because this gives us a real you well, know the, look the, into the, the, the girl, soul. The girls too. Yeah, who are smart enough to be like you guys are. Clearly, not. cheerleader is a theme as well. So there's that as well. There, there's that to keep into account. And but I have to give the point. To my precious Phil. <laughs> Just for the cream. The it cream puts the hockey look. jersey on the bear or it gets the yeah, hose. I'm telling you. Oh my God. Oh, I can't. Oh. Can I read a tweet from Rami's girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, please. Yes. She says, Oh no, at Phil Mackey, my high school boyfriend made me a build a bear of him. Uh, for Of him. Of, <laughs> of him. Of him. Of him. <laughs> what? I want to thank that dude. That's awfully narcissistic. <laughs> To take to college in San Diego with me, but holy hell, am I cringing for you oh right now? Oh my God. Take it to college in San it? Diego. Man, can you imagine? She's got an answer. Making a Build-A-Bear of yourself for somebody is what? even better, man. How is that plausible? Like, so what? You get like uh You make it chiseled and six-pack and yeah. biceps. Oh, my. Okay, well, You can always watch. We can always be on the trip together. We can go and travel the world as yeah. one. Yeah, because we're going to. And gonna, I'm watching you at all the same time. You're yeah, going to college. You're going to college. Yeah. in the spare that can track where you're moving. The in eye in the bear looks weird. It's, it's Wolf of Wall Street stuff here. I want to thank that guy for somehow being lamer than me. Appreciate <laughs> Shit, dude. I want to Meanwhile, you're on your back in some gymnasium. <laughs> I want to mock Hey, Robbie oh, Um <laughs> All right. I have in front of me, because tonight is Major League Baseball draft night, the Cannot first round. Wait. And they, you know what? To their credit, because no one's ever heard of any of the players, because they're all high school players and, and college players. Nobody really watches college and high school baseball on TV. Uh, but they have put it on national TV. And did you guys know the first time MLB Network ever put the draft on national TV, only one player showed up. I saw this last They night. invited like 15 or 20 players that are projected to be in the first round. And all of them said, nah, we're good. One guy showed up to New York City, the studios, and it was Mike Trout. And he was picked like ninth or something, ninth or 10th or 12th, somewhere in there. He was yeah. not one of the top five picks. Uh, but Keith Law, senior writer, ESPN.com has a Major League Baseball round one mock. How deep do you guys want to go here? Well, you got to go at least um, 13, right? The, 13? the Twins are All right. picking. Yeah, I got to know what they pick. pick. The Twins, uh, we'll, we'll just we'll go through a few of the highlights here. Okay, Baltimore Orioles, number one, are going to take Adley Rutschman, sure catcher from Oregon State. Kansas City's going to take... And move him immediately. Yeah, somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Kansas City's going to take Bobby Witt Jr. Oh, okay. Shortstop from uh, a high school in Texas. <laughs> Is Andrew Vaughn the son of Mo Vaughn? That I don't know. I, I think he he's is. going number three to the White Sox here. I think I read that too, that he's the son of Mo Vaughn. Yeah. Anyways, the Minnesota Twins with the 13th overall pick, according to Keith Law, ESPN.com, are going to take shortstop UNLV Bryson Stott. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. 
Bryson Stott, pretty good baseball name. Um, Andrew Vaughn, very much not the son He's of not? Mo okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very let, much so. Let me guess. <laughs> He's really, really let's not say, the son of Mo Vaughn. All right, that's fair. Let's just say, you never know. Let's that's just fair. say, uh, it's safe to say he's not. That's fair. Without a Maury Povich test. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what Keith Law writes about Bryson Stott, also not the son of Mo Vaughn. We don't think... I've also heard the Twins a lot with uh, another player here, a catcher from Baylor, Shea Langliers, and a couple other players we've never heard of. Uh, update at 12.05, they're also considering Will Wilson, another player that we've never heard of. And Wait, maybe who? maybe the son of Willie Wilson, but we're not sure. Will Wilson? We are not sure. Parents, give a little, try a little bit, huh? Will Wilson? Like, you know how in uh, in football the last few years, like kids have catfished the draft? Like they somehow... They somehow get themselves to be recognized as a football prospect, and like schools are trying to recruit these kids, and they've like either not played or been like very deep on the death chart. But somehow they build up these resumes and get them online and get them circulating to the point where they're scouted. I feel like a baseball player could get away with that easier than any other sport if they tried. Like we should just create a fake player and tout him and get him in next year's draft. And then, like, I show up to MLB Network Studio. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. What's happening? How do you, like, if you're, if you're, if you're putting together your football, your NFL big board, right? You're, uh, yep. you're the Minnesota Vikings and you're Rick Spielman. Pretty easy. Just go through the quarterbacks at all the top schools and then maybe just make sure that there's not a Carson Wentz in uh, a subdivision of some kind, right? Mm-hmm. If you're drafting 40 or 50 rounds in the Major League Baseball draft, do you really have a big board that goes out 30 times 50? Like, do you really have a thousand players on your big board? And when you get to the 39th round, oh man, should we, wouldn't you should draw, we take this guy or that wouldn't guy? Wouldn't you draw the line at like round 30? Like, I could see going 30 deep, which would be a lot. But after that, it'd be like, let's draft this guy's buddy. <laughs> let's draft this guy. Let's son. make our first round draft pick happier. Yeah, let's just do less likely to bolt the whatever. organization in six years. Where do you all stand on interest level in watching the Major League Baseball draft? Like on a scale of on a scale of uh, C-SPAN to the Super Bowl, where does the Major League Baseball draft fall for you? Unless you love watching C-SPAN, in which case find something else to be. I mean, the closer closer to C-SPAN than the Super Bowl for me personally. And you're a ball guy too. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the the baseball and hockey drafts, I like both sports a lot. I'm not gonna sit down and watch them. Yeah. It's just I don't know the players. I, I might know like the top two, but you don't know. You know, in football, you basically don't know the first round, right? That's fair to say. Mm-hmm. In baseball and hockey, you might know the top five or something, but that's it. And in baseball, yeah, I'm not going to Tell me who the, the Twins picked. My, the only thing that I used to like about the baseball draft way back when was the endless rounds where teams were where teams were like, hold on a second, we're not done with yeah, our 92nd no. pick. In the 92nd round, we'd like to take this player. I don't know if baseball, I don't know, I don't know if it's just capped at 40 rounds or how it ended, but it used to be conference call only, and it would end... After a certain round, or maybe it was just like... Once I thought it, it just went until everybody decided they Correct. were done. Like teams, they, they, teams would bail out yes. as the draft was going, yes. and whoever stuck around could continue yes. to draft. And it just went until all 30 teams were like, okay, we're done. We're going to go <laughs> home now. 
<laughs> We're like, you just hear GM snoring on the phone. Right. And it's yeah. just over. Um, I just, I've, I, wrote, I wrote this down at the beginning. Since speaking of TV shows and uh, like scale of things to watch, did you guys happen to see John Taffer's new show last night on Paramount Network? He does no. Bar Rescue. I know Bar Rescue. Show, yeah. So he has a spinoff of Bar Rescue that launched last night called Marriage Rescue. Oh, God. Where they just apply all the same benchmarks, like stress test and different, like he just takes the Bar Rescue formula and puts it over couples that's, that need counseling. That's amazing. <laughs> he yells. Highly recommend it. I have to watch this. constantly, right? Yeah. He tones it Bar down, Rescue, he he tones it down a little time. bit with the marriage show. Okay. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's worth a watch. What is his expertise? <laughs> I don't, know if, I, don't, I don't know if they ever laid that out. <laughs> Who says he needs one? He's John Bleepin Taffer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's like when they took Jerry Springer's security guard and made him a talk show host yeah. and like asked him <laughs> to hash out emotional situations. <laughs> they were like, Steve Wilkos, figure this out for us. <laughs> All just like sleeveless shirts. Yeah. And a, and one of those like tuxedo uh, <laughs> shirts, whatever. All right. Let's wrap with Roycey when we come back here too. Before we wrap with Royce, let's take a look at the gong show. That is the greater metro area traffic situation. There are crashes all over the place. If you're heading west on 394, there are a couple of crashes. If you're heading south towards Edina from the city of Minneapolis, there's a crash on 169 northbound. Crashes also on 494 eastbound in Bloomington and pretty much all around the outside of St. Paul on I-35 east southbound, northbound, and 94 eastbound. Let's see. Join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhard this Saturday night for Score North's coverage of the Minnesota United and Colorado Rapids. Pre-game starts at 7.30 p.m. Kickoff at 8 right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. All right. Thank you, Lindsay, Mackie, and Judd with Rami on Score North. Coming up after us, Roycey Unchained. And, Pat, we expect a full breakdown of the Major League Baseball draft here and all the possible Twins picks. So we're expecting a full hour of that between 6 and 7 from you. Well, I just heard the MLB Network uh, published it up by saying that the catcher that's going to be drafted first, the Oregon State kid, is the best catching prospect in 30 years. If I was Joe Maurer, I'd be offended. Wow. Uh, since uh, that was uh, not quite 20 years ago, so uh, that was I would be offended. Did you see, however, what happened with that kid uh, when they were playing Cincinnati uh, this weekend when they got beat? They walked in with the bases loaded. Yeah. Reichman or whatever his name is. So uh, And then Oregon State went two and out in the uh, regional. They got beat by Cincinnati and somebody else, so. Anyway, he's he's supposedly going to go first. Although, what the other kid is Bobby Witt, the former pitcher's kid, is that, yep. uh, is that the other hot shot? So, Bobby Witt, perfect game, right? Yes, for the Angels, right? Yeah, yeah. Or against Bobby them? Might it might have been against uh, them. I, I thought it was for them. It might have been against. I you're right. Tall right hander was uh, had some talent, but uh, never was quite as good as he was supposed to be. Except that night he pitched a perfect game. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Pat, if you if you draft a catcher first now in in that in this draft, how long before he's either at first base, the outfield? Because I got to think that that the idea of drafting a guy that high and paying him that much is incentive to not have him catch in 2019 and beyond. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I uh, I would guess that uh, I don't think he's. You know, he's not six foot five like Joe, right? I, I think that uh, 
you know, I, I think the idea might be to catch him 90 to 100 games and have, you know, have him DH 40 or something like that. But I, I think he catches because that that's his, you know, that's the reason they love him because he's a catcher. So I, I, I'm not sure. But I, I, you know, I mean, Posey lasted until what? About two months ago, and then he got a, you know, he got the foul ball and got the concussion, and now he might maybe have to move. But uh, he lasted eh, lasted longer than Joe. He's got to be, what, 32, 33, 32 maybe, supposedly? I don't know. Is he that old? Yeah, I think he's up there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he kind of – remember when they started playing him at first base and, and catching, and then all of a sudden he just went back to catching full time, so. But Pat, this this draft more than any other draft is kind of a crapshoot. Which and and even after you draft these guys, the development of prospects is kind of a crapshoot. Crapshoot, which is why I said last week, there's nobody who's untouchable or off limits for the Twins as they make a playoff push here if the right trade presents itself. Are you in the same boat? Uh, well, depends. You know, I guess who it is. I I don't know if I would give up Kirilov for. Uh, for uh, Madison Bumgarner, I might give up Royce Lewis for Madison Bumgarner, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it would have to be somebody that uh, uh, knocked my socks off. Not uh, right. not going to give up any of the top guys for uh, you know. I don't think I'm going to give up any of the top guys for anything less than Madison Bumgarner. And the problem is, I don't know if I'm going to give him up for. What, what are you trying to win? What are you, you you you're trying to win? You're going to win the central whether you go get a you're going to go get a a pitcher or not. So yeah. then all of a sudden you get into the postseason and uh, you know that's a crapshoot. So I, I don't know if you want to. Uh, I, I mean, I I think if you're two or three ahead and somebody good is chasing you and you're trying to get back to the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, they can you know they can take this club and win it. They really don't have to do anything. Uh, you know, I mean, it would be nice to give it, you know, Kimbrel or Geico, but they, they don't really have to go out and make some big trade, I don't think. Pat, when do we start to uh, to look at Royce Lewis and lo- look at him a little sideways? He's at, it's his second season at high A. He's betting 224, 290 yeah. on base percentage. His strikeouts are way up. He does not have a uh, classic swing. He's, uh, he does not, look uh, from what I've I'd heard, you know, he's 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 Buxton. He's uh, he's got to, you know, that swing is he's not just going to walk in and hit. He doesn't have a hitter swing. He's hit, and it's like it's just like uh, you know, Buxton. It took a while to uh, you know figure out at least a hitting style. He still doesn't have a classic swing, but. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the great hands. It's kind of a bigger swing, and, and Royce Lewis is kind of the same way. And Royce Lewis is, I don't think Royce Lewis is a given. I, I, because as you guys all know, it's the, it's the, it's the toughest skill in, in sports, hitting a baseball. And, uh, I, I don't think he's a given. He's a great athlete, good kid, dedicated. He'll do what he has to do, but it's not a given. On him, I think it's a given on Kirilov, but there are only so many of those guys. Buxton, right, right now, Pat, in my mind, is the most exciting player in baseball. 
Oh, I think that uh, you should start smoking more weed. I would not uh, go that far. No, I, I don't think so. Wait, who, I, I who's got weed here? Does Judd already smoke some weed? Do I smoke? Do I smoke? I'm too old to smoke weed. Oh, smoke more hash. I always say people have really goofy takes. I wouldn't say. I'd say he's fighting to be in the top ten. Uh, okay. As far as guys, guys, I want to go watch. He, I, I know he could go out, run out, run down a ball, make a nice catch, and uh, you know, soaking the guy from uh, Tampa, uh, and you know, maybe not run into the wall and kill himself quite as often, Kiermaier. But uh, I think Buxton is uh, certainly making some progress, but uh, he still—I don't get a tingle when he comes up to the plate yet. I'll tell you that. I, I just don't think it's. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, to me. Oh, just a second, my TV decided to kick on here. I just I uh, need to know like what's what's the top ten list of things that I'll give you a single? What, what makes Patrick Royce tingle? We don't have to keep uh, it to baseball. baseball. Hitting the baseball with some consistency. Uh, Tony Oliva, that made me tingle. Yeah. Okay, a real classic hitter who didn't, Eddie Rosario, I get more excited when Eddie Rosario's coming up to the plate. I I, I think Rosario is a more exciting player than Byron Bush. <laughs> and one reason for that is when he gets on base, you don't know if he's going to run forward or backward. <laughs> <laughs> he might get the second, turn around, run back to first. You never know. I so, actually uh, give Chad Allen credit for starting the trend of sporadic base running for the Minnesota Twins no, in the early 2000s. I mean, do, it, does anybody agree with me? I'd rock Rosario to be his Clearly not. I don't. Yeah, Joe, what makes Buxton more exciting to watch than Rosario for you? Uh, the, the fact that if he gets on base and in the outfield, he's a threat everywhere. Rosario is a better baseball player. That, that's why I was very careful to say it's the difference between excitement to me, and he's not the he's easily not the best baseball player. But if the guy gets on first base, he is a nightmare. He is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. He's going to steal second. Half the time, the team's going to panic. He's going to end up on third. The two sequences in yesterday's game with the catch in center and double play, and then subsequently stealing second, going to third, and scoring on the. Uh, the squeeze bunt to me is why Bucks is the most exciting player. Yes, and he can go out and steal a run for you, which right now in baseball is absolutely irrelevant. <laughs> Nobody cares because they want a three-run homer. That's all they care about. Forget, okay, hey, come on. We, we got a guy in first. He can steal second. We can hit a ground ball a second. We can move to third. Somebody get a sacrifice fly. Yay. We got a run, and then Joey Gallo comes up, who hits 180 and hits one 700 feet, and it's two to one, and the other team's ahead of you. So it's all those things that we uh, that we uh, talked about uh, are pretty much out the window right now, as far as advancing base runners and all that other stuff. I mean, you know, the one nice thing about it, you know, what always drove me insane. The productive out. Yeah. And Kurt oh. and Dick would tell us a guy leads off with a double. Now he's got to do his job. This next hitter, he's got to hit the ground ball a second and move him to third. No. He has to, he wants to hit another double. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. Drove me crazy. And then he the comes back to the dugout. Out. Everyone gives him high fives for yeah. weekly I, tapping I, to the second baseman. It. God, I'm with Pat. Yeah, Gardy didn't love it as much as you think he did. You know, I I think that's all, all you know. That's all been a bunch of nonsense. So 
any, anyway, that's that's one of the good changes in in baseball. But the old steal and the run, they don't uh, they don't worry about that. Now, if it's the bottom of the eighth, go ahead and go steal a run, right? To go ahead six to five, that that's great. But uh, you know, I I don't. Uh, I, I don't value what Buxton does as much as I value what a great hitter does. So, Pat, give us your best. Uh, give us your best tease for what people are going to hear on Royce and Chain tonight. I, what did you say, John? I had a tirade at the end about a ninety-nine-year-old man who's kissing ass uh, in the media. Right now, more than any time in his 70-year career, and he's driving me crazy. But until that, it was extremely positive. There was a lot of positive, Pat, on this show before the tirade. positive about the Twins. We yep. talked some softball. We did a lot of things. But uh, uh, the, uh, the, the there's a 99-year-old sports columnist who's never been worse as far as kissing butt, and it's driving me crazy. It's time for him to stop. He only has eight, ten years left. Let's <laughs> don't, don't give the whole don't, thing yeah, away. Don't limit don't him. Don't give to the just, whole thing away. And don't limit him to just eight or ten years. <laughs> yes, right. Well, I, I won't yeah. be around eight or ten years, but uh, he might. But he'll still be kissing ass. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, Pat. See you tomorrow. See you, Royce. Thanks, Pat. I don't right. smoke weed. Okay, it's just that simple. I'm not. I'm. I might have had a lot of beer on Sunday, but I did not smoke any weed. <laughs> Just on Sunday. I had way too many services. No, he specified on Sunday. Yeah, what'd you do on Saturday? Uh, How much I weed had, did you smoke on Saturday? I had uh, some beers, but not as many as I did on Sunday. Too many beers yesterday, boys. I got to go home take a nap. A lot of surly. Good stuff. Oh, I man. don't need a nap because I spent the weekend with an old man. So. <laughs> well, that's a that's a Rami problem. And if you uh, heard that out of context, you're welcome. <laughs> At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.